0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. Today's episode is titled Six Ways of Compassionate Living. So I'm gonna have you do a little imagination exercise and then we're gonna jump right into this. So you will want to write down some stuff. If you are a person who tends to listen to the podcast as you're driving or walking, definitely go ahead and listen to this. Some things will will come through for you. However, you're going to want to come back and write down uh, the six things I'm going to share with you today. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right. So let's talk about six ways of compassionate living. So What I want you to do, first of all, is a little imagination exercise. So I want you to imagine that there is a raging river. Okay, so lots of rapids, a little bit dangerous. And you're standing on one shore, but you'd like to get to the other side. Okay, so on on the shore that you're standing on, uh, for whatever reason, it's filled with suffering. Attachments of all kinds, uh, illusions, fear, uh, separation, stress—it's filled with all of the the nastiness of life. Okay, and you can see on the other side, the other shore, that there is peace, joy, love, unity, and. Being, being comfortable with any kind of uncertainty that might come your way. So basically every good thing that you can imagine in life is on the other side. Okay. So (laughs) I'm just going to assume that you probably don't want to stay on this shore. You want to go to the other side, right? So it's pretty easy. Just cross the river. (laughs) So how do you get from one side to the other? There are six boats, if you will, that can help you to get from one side to the other. Now, when you first begin this journey and you realize that the side that you're on is is not so good and you you know that there's a, a solution, there's the other side. When you first begin the journey and you're trying to start kind of developing yourself and growing, uh, the boat that you choose is kind of a raft, like a blow up raft, Right. Well, a, a blow-up raft doesn't do a whole lot of good to get you to the other side, okay? And so you, you kind of drown a little bit in those rapids. Then as you grow, you, you might use a rowboat, right? So you're like, okay, I can I can make this. It's a little sturdier than that that uh, raft, but you're really working hard to get from the, the bad stuff of life to the good stuff. And then you say, you know what, let me get a little bit smarter about this. And so you choose a, a boat that's maybe like a sailboat, right? Where you're like, okay, I'm not going to use my power. I'm going to use the power of the wind, right? And that works as long as there's wind there. But then when there's not, now nah, you're kind of in trouble, right? Right. And as you go through and you practice the six things I'm going to share with you today more and more and more, it's like you've chosen a motorboat and you look at that river and you go, yeah, that's no big deal. I'll just go from here to there and, you know, jump in my boat, start the motor and go, right? Now your, your responsibility is still to say, okay, let me keep the motorboat you know, maintained, let me make sure that there's gas and, you know, the engine is working, all that kind of stuff. And, and that, that's things like, you know, making sure that every single day you're, you're doing some sort of, um, you know, study meditation, getting yourself right, that kind of thing. Um, so the, the point I'm trying to make here is that, you know, you might hear what I'm saying today and you might start off and you might go, okay, this isn't working for me. Nope. You need to keep going because you might be on a raft, but the longer that you work on these things, you'll get to that point where it's just really easy to jump into your motorboat and go to the other side. Okay. So it might be hard, very difficult for you to uh, play around with these thoughts or ideas and go from the yucky stuff of life to the really good stuff. But the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. Okay. Now I do want to say this before we start that it's not about rules. Okay, so I'm not giving you uh, rules here. I'm, I'm giving you things to practice and kind of challenge your, your current habits. Okay, it's really a way of being. So, you know, definitely write these things down, but don't look at it as like, oh, I absolutely have to do all of these things. No, you have to grow in them. This is a way of being, not necessarily go do X, Y, and Z. Okay. All right. So, uh, there are six boats that get help get you from the suffering side of life to the peaceful side of life. So I'm going to explain each one of them. Uh, I'm going to explain the yuckiness that you might find in you when you're, you're on, you know, the, the one side of the shore. And again, let me just say that you actually includes me, (laughs) Okay. So, uh, sometimes when I do a podcast, I'm talking to you, the audience and encouraging you. And with this one, I feel like I'm still talking to me about it. So you get to just kind of come along on the ride. Okay. And then after that, we're going to talk a little bit more about what, what do you want to do with these, um, you know, six different boats. Okay. So the first one is generosity. So generosity is really just giving something away, okay? Um and most of the time we humans we think of generosity in the form of, you know, giving money, maybe in charitable donations, um taking your you know, here in the United States, we take our, our used clothes. We're not using anymore, maybe to the Goodwill store or Salvation Army. Um, you know, maybe you are giving some time volunteering. Uh, you know, December is a really big volunteer month for a lot of people. Um, so generosity is definitely giving those things. Uh, generosity too is, letting go of things. And, and I might actually circle back around to do another podcast on this one in a few days, but it's, it's not just giving things, it's letting go of things like forgiveness, right? But when you're practicing generosity, one of the things that, that comes up, uh, and I know this because I've been doing this with myself for many years, is that you realize the things that you're, you're grasping or you're holding on to. Um, the things that you really, really want in life or the things that you're trying to protect, um, that basically, you know, when you're confronting with, okay, it's time, you know, let's go give some time. You have to look at your schedule and say, oh, but I have to give up this or I have to give up that. Right. If a friend calls and they're, you know, in distress, you know, how, how easy or difficult do you find it to drop what you're doing and go do that? Um, or one of your kids, you know, that's a big one right now for, for a lot of my, um, colleagues and my, my friends, we're all at home because of Corona and we're trying to get our work done, but our kids are home too. And so how, how quick are you, uh, able to give them what they need and, and let go of what you need, right? So this generosity is, we want to be intentional with it. And when we try to be intentional, we also find some yuckiness inside us that needs to be addressed. Okay? So, you know, when you're when you're you're trying to practice this like let me get in my boat of generosity, uh get to the other side where if I'm a generous person, I'm going to have more peace, love, and joy. Uh yeah, sometimes you got to address the yucky inside you before you can make it to the other shore. Uh the second boat is discipline and and I don't mean discipline as in like um uh, blame, shame, guilt or you know, make sure you get your stuff done. I mean, discipline of not causing harm to another person. So it it was, it's very interesting. I put a Facebook post out, I don't know how long ago now, but it basically asked the question, what would you not do for a million dollars? And it was interesting, the responses and several people answered something to the effect of, I would not intentionally harm another person. And I thought, oh, that's so true, right? Like, uh, you know, you could, who wants to harm another person? I mean, think about it that way. We don't wake up in the morning and say, hey, how can I be a jerk to somebody today? I mean, most of us don't, I hope. Uh, And so, you know, we can, we can look at that and say, okay, yeah, I'm not hurting other people. However, when you, when you try to focus on this and this boat to get to the other side, There's something that that happens and to a lot of us is that we have this desire to control, um, to control ourselves, to control other people, to control situations and circumstances. And we do this out of fear. Okay. So it's not like we wake up and say, okay, I'm gonna be the jerk in so and so's story today. Uh, but I I let me come at it from a mothering perspective. That there are many friends that I talk to that are mothers that They want to have control over their children's lives, like every aspect. And they're doing it because they think that they are genuinely helping. And in reality, they are trying to live their child's life as opposed to supporting and encouraging them in their own choices. So we, we obviously look at, you know, I'm not going to go harm somebody. I don't want to hurt their feelings or anything like that. However, we naturally do this if we're not careful. And so, you know, it comes in the form of me telling my husband what to do, right? Like, well, that's me trying to control him. I'm not trying to hurt him, but yet when I'm not, uh, when I'm desiring that control over him, I am hurting him. And so when you're practicing this boat to get to peace, which, you know, the discipline of not causing harm, if you're not causing harm to people in whether it be intentional or unintentional, you're going to have more peace, love, and joy in your life, right? However, letting your children be who they are, letting your, your, your spouse, your friends, your, your significant others do what they want. And I don't mean, you know, definitely negotiate that, right? But don't try to live somebody else's life because the, the sure fact is if you're trying to do that, then you're not living your own life. Okay. So you're, you're basically harming yourself and other people when you're trying to control So the third boat is patience. And I know as soon as I say the words patience and discipline, uh, some people are already turning me off like, Michelle, I'm good with everything you say, but don't talk about patience because you don't know what I have to deal with. Believe me, I know what you have to deal with. I totally get it. But, but when we we're talking about this boat, so obviously if you have more patience, you know, you can handle the, the rough things of life and the more patient you become. So remember the more that you grow in this, you get to that motorboat and you're like, you look at somebody doing something that might've bothered you before you jump in your little motorboat, you get to the other side of peace and you're just like, eh, it is what it is, right? Um, but this, uh, patience boat, when you're trying to work this one out, some of the yuckiness that you find in yourself is that you have a restless energy and that restless energy really comes from the expectations you have for yourself, for others and for life. And it, that's actually a good thing. You know, when I say that these are the yucky things you find, it's not necessarily that you have to, Uh, fix them, but you do have to acknowledge them. Okay. It's okay to have expectations of yourself and others in life. However, we want to acknowledge that we have those expectations, do something to work towards them, but we don't want to get ourselves so worked up that we're restless about it. So as I'm recording this, listen, I've got a million things on my list of of to-dos today. I've got projects that I'm behind on. I've got other things that I know are going to take more time than what I have today. And I'm here. I don't want my restless energy of my expectations for my day to get in the way of being with you right now in this moment. That's what patience is. Okay. Okay. And, and really, you know, it, when we're dealing or working with patients, we want to make sure that we let others evolve at their own speed. Okay. One of my favorite sayings is they're on a journey and I'm not their guide. Uh, you know, there's many people in my life, maybe you as well, that, you know, you you appreciate the things that I say and you take them on and you, you go and you use them. Okay. So it's not like it's Michelle is all, all powerful and wonderful. Although, you know, I appreciate when you guys say that you, you appreciate me. I I get that. Um, but you have to understand that it only works because you put it into practice. And how you put that into practice and where and with whom, that's totally up to you. So I'm not going to be reaching into your life and saying, Hey, did you do this? Did you do that? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just here to say, Hey, here's the offering for the day. What do you want to do with it? That's patience. Okay. So number four, the fourth boat is, uh, joyful exertion. Okay. Joyful exertion. So what does that mean? that means doing your work or your play. So anything where you're being, you're exerting energy, um, but you're doing it in a sense of joy. So for example, I look at my schedule for today and I'm so excited about the things that I get to do, even though there's a lot there. Um, I, I just look at my teeny tiny post-it note that I wrote all these things on and I get excited because I know I'm going to have joy as I do them. And I'm only going to do one thing at a time in a joyful way. So we're really looking for doing today's work done well. Yesterday was my day of rest. And so there was a lot of joy, but there was no exertion. So I wasn't necessarily using this boat to cross the river. Uh, I was definitely uh, resting. Um And there was a a sense of stillness throughout the whole day for me. Um, But Monday I had a jam packed day and I got done with the day about nine o'clock at night. And I just, I signed off my computer and I said, this has been a good day. Um, And I felt peace and joy about my day, even though I was really busy. And so, you know, we're, we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for joyful exertion. Did you show up? Did you, you know, get on that zoom and, and with everything in your being, try to keep your mind and your body in the same place. Did you bless other people? Did you not cause harm, right? Were you patient even though some of those people, they just don't get it? So, this joyful exertion, when you're practicing this one, one of the things that you'll find is that uh, there's a laziness or fear attached to this. So, sometimes people will procrastinate and not do work because they have a fear associated with whatever that is. Uh, sometimes it's a fear that they're going to fail. Sometimes it's a fear that it's not a part of their purpose. Uh, sometimes it's a fear that they're going to succeed. And if they do that thing, oh no, it's, I'm actually, you know, going to be maybe held to a higher standard. Okay. So there's a lot of fear around that. Um, but just know that as you're working on this joyful exertion one, uh, you know, you, you might be able to, to find that laziness inside you. I know I have. All right. So the fifth boat that gets you from the sufferings of life to peace of life is meditation. Now there's all kinds of meditation out there. There's, you know, the, the clear your mind meditation, which if you have not developed that as a practice, many people find that very difficult to do. There's what's called active meditation where you're using, let's say your imagination, um, to make the scene, so to speak. So for example, we've had, um, on the podcast, we, if you look up garden meditation it will tell you how to ha- use the practice of active meditation building this garden and you know when you go back to it day after day after day you'll notice different changes and those will kind of give you insights into what's happening in your life there's also passive meditation so passive meditation can be the clear your mind one Um, but there, there are also things like our mountain meditation that we've done in the past. So, you know, you can look that up on our, our search engine and it's, it's not as active in, um, the sense of our garden meditation. It's a little more passive. So you're kind of waiting for something to come to you. There's also meditations that you can do, you know, sitting with your eyes closed or meditations that you can do when you're, you're walking or driving, Um, so there's all kinds of meditation. Some people think, uh, you know, it's just a a type of thinking. Um, some people say it's imagination. Um, basically any sort of thinking activity that's going to put you in a place of, of peace is good. Okay. So that's a, a really good boat that you can practice to get from the side of suffering to the side of peace. Now, it takes training. So it takes some commitment. Okay. You can't just sit down and say, okay, I'm going to be a master meditator now. It takes time. Um, and what you find as you start to practice this is you, you, you don't think that your mind has a problem with staying in the now moment until you start meditation and you realize, uh, yeah, I, I am way in the past or the future, right? So maybe the past I'm thinking about, Uh, the things that I did or didn't do, the things that, you know, the hurts that I've had maybe. And if you're thinking about the future, maybe you're, you're thinking more about the worries or concerns that you have. And so the, the practice of meditation allows you to come back to center, come back to the now moment. Okay. Uh, And, and so as you're practicing this and getting really good, um, I've been practicing meditation for quite some time. And now I'm getting to the point where I can almost have a conversation with a person and part of my brain is over here doing another kind of meditation. It's really wacky. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Lots of joyful exertion on that one. Um, so, you know, I, I, some people ask me, you know, Michelle, I have this personality style. Is meditation good for me? Yes. We just have to find the right kind of meditation for you. Um, if you have a very outgoing task oriented personality, um, this passive, uh, let it all come to you meditation might not be the first kind of meditation you need. Okay. If you need any questions on that, you know, just, just email me and I'll be happy to point you towards, um, some tools and resources. All right. So the last boat in this quest to get from one side of the raging river to the other is curiosity, having an inquiring mind. Um, so it's really, again, kind of goes along with the, the, um, generosity of letting go and discipline of not harming others, but you're, you're releasing, um, some expectations here, but you want to see things as they are now. Uh, you don't want to be attached to whatever story that you have about this thing. So for example, um, I can look at my to-do list today and I can tell you I've got one, two, three, four, I have probably, I've got at least 10 Zooms on my schedule for today. Uh, I need to do some stuff with, with my data. I've got to answer some emails, Um, and I've got a a couple more, um, uh, classes that I need to do outlines for. So there's a lot on my to-do list that that's the fact of the day, right? As I look at it right now. However, I could tell myself a story about that day. So I could say, oh my gosh, this is going to be a horribly long day. Or I could look at it and say, wow, look at all the opportunities I have to bless people today. So I get to choose the perception or story that I tell myself about the day. As I'm going throughout the day, I'm just going to stay open and curious to whatever happens. So, you know, I've learned in, in my short life, uh, especially having kids and a husband at home, I have this as my schedule. At the end of the day, if I were to write down what actually happened, I can almost guarantee you 100% it's not going to be this to-do list that I just wrote down. So I'm going to stay open and willing and curious today, not only about my schedule, but about the things that pop up. So for example, I might have a certain expectation of one of these Zooms and maybe, you know, when I get there, it's something completely different. Well, if I, if I keep holding on to this expectation that I have and I'm like, no, no, come on back here. This is what we need to do. Well, maybe that's not what we need to do. So I'm going to stay curious about what's happening. Okay, that, uh, that curiosity really allows you to have a much more peaceful, joyful way of living. Okay, so, you know, which one of these six boats would you say that you've had more practice on generosity, discipline, patience, joyful exertion, meditation, or curiosity? Okay now, one listener I know um, has actually been practicing le- letting others be in control of their own life, and you know he has said that uh, that skill alone has given him so much more peace because he feels like he doesn't have to make things happen for those people, and he has more time to attend to his own um, his own life, basically. And I know that several of you have been practicing variations of different meditations because you've reached out and you've told me what's working and what's not. I love that. Continue to do that. And I know that many of my clients right now are really in this vein of, um, you know, checking perceptions, thinking about the stories that they're telling themselves and saying, okay, how can I be more curious and open as opposed to more controlling? Okay. Okay. So, you know, here are some options if you choose to to use this six boat philosophy, uh, you can become really good at one of them, right? And use that one often. Um, so for example, you know, today you might say, okay, out of all of these, I want to have joy when I'm doing my work. Okay. That can be your focus for a while. Uh, you can work on some that you are already good at and just say, I know I'm good at these. Let me continue to work on these intentionally. You can work on some of them that, you know, you're not so good at, you know, and you're like, okay, I really want to help, help myself in this one. Like maybe I am patient. Maybe I do work on meditation, but how generous am I? Right. You can experiment with them all. If you've, especially if you've never tried any of these, I would highly recommend that you choose, uh, one a day, not all six every day, choose one a day and just experiment. Okay. Okay there is freedom and power here. Okay. I really want you to understand that when you decide to leave that shore of suffering and jump in one of these boats, you immediately have a higher level of freedom and power. You're eventually going to get to that, that place of peace and joy. Sometimes it just takes practice. Okay. Now, If you are ready for this greater level of freedom and you want to embark on this journey, I would highly suggest that you pick one of these options and just stick with it for a little bit. Okay. If you need any help, please let me know. And I'll leave in the, uh, the description, our search engine link again. So if you want to go back and search for other types of meditation, that might help you as well. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate when you when you show up. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.